Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. It's wrong and wronger. And oh, here comes the play and the path and it's breath. Uh, ah! We won! We won! <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> James, I've just made a mess of myself. <laughs> and uh, not figuratively this time. I, uh, I'd like to compliment you on your Muppet impersonation. I, I could only assume that's what you were going for there. <laughs> no, I have. Um, when it comes to football, I have a very strange travel itinerary this week because I went from Saskatchewan, which has, I understand, the most rabid CFL football fans in the country of Canada. Like the Rough Riders, I've got the shirt on. <coughs> Their merchandise outsells every other CFL team combined. They outsell the Blue Jays. The only teams that outsell them in Canada are the Canadians and the Maple Leafs. And now I'm in Duluth, Minnesota today home of one of the only NFL teams to ever go defunct. <laughs> so, I, I don't know how this all works, James, but it's a very strange kind of a warp that I'm going What's through. A, what NFL team but, is that? The uh, Duluth Eskimos. Oh, I see. Them and the Canton Bulldogs, I believe, are the only two NFL teams to go, def like, just belly up without any kind of movement. You know what? I, I shouldn't have asked. I accidentally learned something tonight. I feel like we should just cancel the podcast and cut our losses, because that is not what we are about. <laughs> well, this is the podcast where you will learn all kinds of useless <laughs> facts Half of them made up by the host, but this is Wrong and Wronger, the podcast where we argue about things that matter to nobody, and the numbers certainly reflect that, James, <laughs> but could potentially matter to everybody. And uh, I'm Steve Olivas, he's James Breakwell, and James, how are you doing tonight, man? I've, I've been better. I, I saw the poll results from last week, and I'm just a tad bit devastated. <laughs> I cannot. We, I know we talked a little about this before we started recording, but all the feedback points to you. You seem to have the advantage, particular on weeks that I don't even know what the topic is going to be. <laughs> like I have not seen Game of Thrones, and yet somehow I win every week. It's probably because uh, I'm just freaking awesome. I I can only conclude that I am a fundamentally unlikable person, which you would not think. I have a million followers on Twitter. Surely I've got something going for me. That is false. I do not. Apparently, when I open my mouth, all of those advantages just disappear. So I feel like on the facts front, we're, pro we're both pretty much making it up as we go along. I don't think there's any week where one of us can argue we actually have a stronger argument than the other. It all comes down to appeal. Or maybe, maybe it's your Muppet impersonations. Maybe that's what's winning the fans over, and I've, we've just got some weird Muppet fetishes out there, and that's what's throwing. I don't know. I'm going to have to dig deep and figure out something else, because just trying to win with reason and logic is not working for me. It's not working at all. <laughs> My impressions go so much deeper than the Muppets, though. They do Come not. On. It is all surface. You don't even get to the surface. You, like, hit the surface and bounce off. That's how shallow you are. <laughs> well, maybe it's like Superman, and even a speeding bullet would bounce off it. You don't know. <laughs> but I did win the poll again last week, by and I can votes, only attribute it to way. my good looks. Six, what? Pardon me, what? Six votes. Six. Yeah. That doesn't... Yeah. 
Out of all the thousands of possible votes that could be cast, six. It came down to six. Look, I can I can count that on my two hands. Vote, people. You've got to <laughs> vote. No vote for Steve. Give me some fit pity votes this week. Before you even hear the topic, before you even hear the side, just decide that you're going to vote Breakwell and make the world a better place. <laughs> wow, groveling doesn't seem to fit you, James. Or maybe it does. You, you know what? I, I tried know. arrogance. It didn't work so well. We're going to go at this from the opposite <laughs> side. <laughs> Well, you even tried winning, but that didn't work either. <laughs> well, uh, what are we going to, as long as we're on the topic of polls and topics, uh, we've gone meta here, the topic of topics, what are we going to debate tonight? We are going to debate a, a hot one, or rather a cool one. Should you drink Ooh. beer with or without a koozie? <laughs> Should you drink beer in particular? Yes. All right. If you're drinking another... I don't know if half of your fans are over the age of 21, James. This is going to be another landslide. I, I don't think I have any fans left. I think this is it. I think it's just me and you <laughs> talking to each other in an empty room. So let's have at it. <laughs> you know, we were also talking... Uh, this week is our one-year anniversary of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the other podcast. It's our 52nd episode, <laughs> and our growth has been uneven. Let's just You know what? That. Anybody with just the slightest bit of common sense would have given up so long ago, but you and I place so little value on our time that we're still at it. And some weeks we'll have thousands of people listen to it, and the next week we'll have no one listen to it. And there's no rhyme or reason. There's no, like, progress chart you can make. It's just completely random and spastic. And we can't really say we've gotten any better or worse but here we are wasting time week after week so thank you for those eight of you who are with us on our off weeks <laughs> well let's waste no more time and get to the compliment segment although i will say james there was a casualty this week what the baggage handlers of Delta Canada broke the handle off of my wrong and wronger mug <laughs> when uh, I flew from Calgary to Atlanta. It was an assassination. They they saw the logo and they were done. <laughs> they got to put a stop to I this. Think, yeah, they were envious of our wild success. That's what it was. <laughs> But uh, Mrs. Steve tried to gorilla glue it back together because I don't have like uh, the mechanical skills to do such high magic, and she wasn't able to because the ceramic is so porous it wasn't able to, it wow. would absorb the glue instead of have a barrier. So I have a handleless wrong and wronger mug now. <laughs> You're still drinking out of it. That that is not how I expected that story to end. But I'm glad. <laughs> like I'd like to envision you back in the Steve Olivas manner someday, just sipping sipping whatever you drink, tea or gold leaf or something, no. sipping it out of your broken <laughs> mug as you look out across your vast estate. <laughs> Dodo bird pee. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the vesicle for which I bring the Guam quarter of fate on the road with me. I think I've told you, I put the Guam quarter in the mug and then shove a ball of socks over the top of it, and that's the <laughs> transport method to make sure the Guam quarter never gets lost. I, uh, I don't know which of those is more disgusting, drinking after the quarter or drinking <laughs> after the socks. If you get sock and what, what is it, silver poisoning, I, I'm going to know why. And I'm not going to visit you in the hospital. I'm just going to let it ride. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything to that nature. Well, what are the compliments that we're going to share? I, th this is the part that I can't wait for every week. The debate is sort of incidental because I already know I'm going to win. But the compliment, <laughs> this is where the true victory comes from me. I would like to compliment you for your unbreakable habits. I mean, usually people, they succeed at something and then they keep doing things the same way. But you in particular, <laughs> right. you just you, you fail at this podcast every week despite what the numbers say. And you just keep doing things the same way. You keep stuffing your socks 
pocket, your quarter into that cup, and you keep taking it with you, even after it's broken. I mean, we all know that the next baggage, baggage handler isn't going to be that kind. They're going to take a hammer to that thing. It's going to be smashed <laughs> to bits. And I have no bit doubt that you're going to put those bits in a plastic baggie with your socks and the quarter, and you're just going to keep going. Because if it ain't broke... Why fix it? And if it is broke, still don't fix it, because that's kind of the motto of this podcast. It's been broken for a very long time, and yet we change nothing. So kudos to you. <laughs> and when I'm not on the road, the mug and the quarter and the ball of socks all go to my shrine to James Breakwell that I've got in my basement, and I burn a couple of lavender-scented candles in front of it. Sad part is, is he's not even making that up. and I've seen it. It's disturbing. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was sandalwood, actually, not jasmine. But my compliment to you, James, and I read, I gave you a little foreshadowing with my text to you after reading your email blast this week. And I'm not quite sure how to word this compliment, but <laughs> you know, like <laughs> in the times of ancient Tibet, when the monks, the Gregorian monks would take like 30 years to write out by hand the Bible on parchment paper. <laughs> I, I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> it would have taken them 50 years to write that email on parchment paper. I don't know how you find time to even type that many words, much less do it all in one night and send it out in an email blast. Uh, James, you write about your kids all the time, but I can't imagine you ever interact with them. No, sometimes I, I see them in passing as they go up or down the stairs. That's why I'm out here in the, in the open now. I've been moved out of my cave, so I might sometimes accidentally bump into my children. Uh, my wife was less than pleased with that email update. I got back, and I, she's like, all right, Sunday we can do projects all day. I was like, no, i got to write this email. And she just couldn't believe that I didn't write that in the van. But you saw the length of it. That wasn't something I could write on my phone sitting there next to the very people who were tormenting me. I had to I had to get back out here with the good microphone to speak it in for the first draft. I had to have a keyboard because I needed speed. This wasn't something I could do with one finger. I needed all ten. And I barely got it under the wire. That is the latest I have been up for an email update. That one took me till almost 2 a.m. And uh, holy cow! Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, one of these days I'm just going to die from exhaustion. But I will make sure I hit send beforehand <laughs> because much like this podcast, I am, I am just addicted to pointless things. I will not let it go, no matter how much it destroys my life. So thank you for appreciating that email. Yeah, no, that would have required a Forrest Gump level road trip for you to finish that in the car. <laughs> And if you do die of exhaustion, you're still not going to win the poll. So I'm going to win one way or the other. So posthumously, might as well I, have you know what? Maybe, maybe posthumously, people will, will vote in my honor. I can hope. I'll try it. One of these days, I'm going to fake my death at the end of the broadcast, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Unicorn está muerto. All right. Well, the compliments are out of the way. I'm beaming in the aftermath of mine, and I'm sure James is doing something over there that, uh, although the light is strange again on you this week, my friend, but I will flip the Guam quarter of fate to decide the two sides of the argument. We're arguing koozies this week, and be very careful how you pronounce that word. What do the two sides represent for you? Heads, koozie, tails, no koozie. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Steve. I don't even know what you're, what you're confusing that with. I was thinking high school all over again. All right, it is heads. You got koozie. All right. We are we are a record length into this podcast without without debating this yet, and it's good because I'm not going to two and a half minute argument. I'm not going to need much time to put this one away. If you're if you're drinking some beer and you want to keep it cold, you put it in a koozie. Why would you let it get warm? Why would you Why would you let it be exposed to the element? 
If you're not out there shotgunning Natty Lights, if you just want to enjoy what you're drinking, you put it in the koozie. And this is summertime, or almost summertime. If you want to go outside, I mean, that sun is beating down. Even if you drink it as fast as you can, you're not going to keep up. The sun's going to heat it up. We all know that beer is best enjoyed at a cold temperature. So you're going to put the beer in a koozie to protect it. Who would even vote against cold beer? How can you possibly have an argument? Even though you're going to somehow win with it, please, Steve, explain to me how I'm going to lose this week. What is the argument? against cold beer you know i could argue right now that christian bale was the best batman and i would still win the koozie argument he that's was the beauty the best of me. batman what are you what that was this was our alternate topic by the, you, way. by the okay. way okay okay just, just make it sure first of all great pull with the shotgun that's uh, right out of a sure thing with daphne zuniga and john cusack that's where i learned about shotgunning i'm sure you watched it 1984 also and got it that might have been 1985 you might have actually been born for that one but you know who would argue against a koozie is a real man james <laughs> and thank you for giving me this argument before we started today <laughs> but i'm gonna go one step further than real man i'm gonna talk hot dudes and hot chicks because if you ever watch a beer commercial and uh, you've got uh, The Who singing Rain On Me in the background or the Hot in the City by Billy Idol, like you'll see sweat beads forming, <laughs> you'll see rain coming down and you'll see that frost covered can in the hand of the model, the hot dude that's shirtless, the hot chicken like a little summer dress and they'll hold that beer against the side of their face, what? against their sternum <laughs> and they'll feel all of that cool radiating into them. That are is you what watching? beer is. What, what, what? <laughs> what commercials what? are you watching? Was this a beer I'm commercial or softcore right porn? Now. Don't bother me. <laughs> Afterwards, we're, we're going to get our first beer endorsement. They're going to call you up to direct this. The, the, the beer commercial <laughs> slash softcore porn, and it's going to it's going to be a great success. You've you've just lined up a whole new round of work, which is good because this podcast thing isn't working out so well. <laughs> Rain on me might be a Roger Daltrey individual song, not the Who. I'll have to look that up. And I know someone. None of your people were born when that song came out, but my people are going to call me out on it. But yeah, koozie is like a sign of weakness. You get your beer and you stand around like Hank Hill at the fence with Boomhauer and uh, the other two I can't remember, and you just drink your beer, man. That's the way it was supposed to be. And frankly, if you're drinking it out of a can in the first place, you might as well go with the koozie. Because because you gotta drink beer out of glass. That's the way God invented it. But if you're gonna go with the can, you gotta go and feel that cool under your hand, man. Just lets you know you're alive. Lets you know you're a human being. James, what do you have against being a human being? Well, or first, that might be rhetorical. First of all, first of all, you can actually have koozies for bottles. I mean, technology has advanced since 1984, which is the last <laughs> time you looked out at the world. I know you've been kind of a shut-in <laughs> since then. But there are koozies for bottles. But whether you enjoy it in glass or a can, the koozie is a sign of civility. One of the first things my wife does as a hostess when somebody comes in and she offers you a beer and she offers you a koozie. She wants to keep it what? contained. Also, it negates the need for a coaster. It replaces it. Rather than nagging somebody to say, you need to put a coaster on that so you don't leave a ring, you just give them a koozie and you're being courteous, you're keeping their beer cool, and you keep the rings off the table. It also makes it easier to hold outside. So not only is it protected from the elements, it's protected from the heat of your hand. And your hand is protected from the coldness of your can. Because I know you drink your beer lukewarm, room temperature, but I like mine ice, ice cold. Like, a, like a, you know, a hair away from ice. And that thing, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sting your hand after a while. Not if you put it on a koozie. Then boom, 
You've got that layer of protection. You can hold that beer. There's no reason to set it down. Nothing's going to slow you down. But if you do set it down, it's not going to leave a ring. It's also just a little bit of extra buffer. If it gets bumped or jostled or whatever else, it's a little bit of extra protection. Because I think my beer is worth it. Because I think my, I'm worth it. And I think my guests are worth it. And I like to go the extra mile. I'm sorry I'm not like you. I don't keep my beer in a cardboard box on the back porch and just toss it to whoever walks up. <laughs> I give it to you lovingly out of the fridge, wrapped in a koozie because I think everyone but you matters. If you come, I will find a box beer for you. But everybody else gets a fridge beer. That's how it's got to be. First of all, I'm from Wisconsin, so putting it in a box on the back porch means you're actually going to burn your hand. The bottle is so cold. <laughs> and I was just thinking, for a can, it's a koozie. For a bottle, it'd be a boozy. Ooh, you and I just got our next million-dollar idea right after this podcast. <laughs> Man, I, did I miss a check in the mail somewhere? I feel like I missed yeah. out. <laughs> well, we got to get out of here. I could go on and on about why it's just better to have the can. We, we should be drinking ale out of tankards yet because that's the way to have your grog. <laughs> but as long as we're going to go into like the 19th and 20th century, just drink it stripped down. I know your generation likes fanny packs and man buns and stuff, but my generation rolls up their sleeves and works on their car. And that's when you need a beer sitting there. All the way God intended it. All that perspiration rolling down the edge of the can or condensation. It's one of the Asian words. I get confused because I'm tired. I don't even know what time zone I'm in. But that's the way it works. James, at some point, you'll get out of the house and actually do manual labor. And you'll realize that there's not a lot of time to have your beer sitting around while you're playing your beloved video games to get warm. <laughs> now you grab that beer, you chunk it down. That's the way it works. All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll the dice because you're not going to bring this to an end anytime soon. <laughs> if you want to vote for me for once and the glorious side that is a koozie, I'm talking cold beer. Who would vote God, against cold so beer? Pathetic. All right, it's vote for sad, 75. It's sad. If you want to give Steve what? his Wait, nine. Wait, are you? 75. All right. If you want to give Steve his 75th undeserved win in a row, vote for <laughs> the number nine. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 22. You know, I feel bad for James Breakwell <laughs> for many, many reasons. Losing the polls is like reason number eight in the priority list, but let's at least throw him a pity win. And he will still <laughs> relish in it and spike it like a football and pretend this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. But. <laughs> Fans, all eight of you, you and I will know. You will know the truth of what's really happening. So let's just pad his ego a little bit because he's all butthurt about this poll thing. And vote 75. If you do want to vote your conscience and who actually won the debate, vote nine. That's obvious. Very obvious. I'm going to use obvious one more time in this obvious sentence. And obviously until next week. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, speaking for the unicorn, James Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, two wrongs can. <laughs>